back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. You know, I get it right every single time. You do get it right. Every single time. Every single time. That much better than you. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. What is going on, guys? My name is John Aaron Garza. I'm from DC Films Hub, where I talk, I don't know, just about nothing but DC films. And we like to write and show concept art and do trailers and all that stuff. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Today, we're talking about minute number 62 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out with Deadshot continuing his fine feat of prioperception. Did I say the word correctly? You said the word correctly. Oh my gosh, I am two for two today on this episode. Uh, the minute's going to end with, uh, I believe it's the teams all rolling out, um, as Optimus Prime once said. <laughs> Is that true, Mark? Can you, great. can you back me up on that one? Did I get the end correctly? Out. Did they say roll out? No, they didn't actually say roll oh, out. I but literally the, but started the, checking. The, I was like, the did process this? of them rolling out is is what's you going. know. If they said roll out. That means transformers are now part of this shared universe. Mm. Ooh, I that's wish. how it works. I wish. That's I thought we were talking about ludicrous. Sorry. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, roll out. All right, cool. Um, is that do, okay? Hang on. Go back to the end of the minute. I want to oh, know right. if I got it correct. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's Captain Boomerang listening to the watch or See, whatever. Well, it is. yeah, he's just checking yeah. it. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. there we go. They don't roll out. Yeah, we could have rolled out though. If I it's a Rolex, we could somehow work correct. in something with that. Uh, uh, we could work in some biggie. Yeah, rappers often say rollies. Well, rollies I was going to say wrist. throw your rollies to the side. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on the same page. I'm liking this. I know. Um, all right, so so Deadshot's getting back into we're we're getting back into his uh, excellent panache, um, but his he's kind of execution done. basically. Excellent execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. a, is that is that it's is called that, alliteration? Nate, is that, that too is. dark? Are the execs is gonna <laughs> cut us for saying that? They probably would. Uh, it's not smiling and humorous. Yeah. I no, mean, but I will say, speaking of humor, though, I like I get it that. Deadshot was ending it, and and yeah, we we see him calm down. But even the fact that you have Boomerang right after he's done, Boomerang looks down and he sees Pinky, and he just says it like oh, Pinky, like for whatever reason, that works. I don't know why. And yeah. I remember when I saw it in theater. Like my daughter, she was seven at the time or nine. No, she was eight or nine. No, wait, no, nine, <laughs> ten. So, sorry, I just. She's almost 12 now, so whatever. Anyways, she like she enjoyed this film, but she also loved that Pinky character or whatever it was. And I kid you not, we were in the theater, and the moment Boomerang is about to like swing to where Pinky flies out, she like yelled Pinky in the theater. And it was like that that's what she, you know, she thought it was funny. She enjoyed it. She didn't it wasn't like a big laugh out moment when it happened. And even whenever he's picking it up, it's not like a big you know, all these serious moments and we have to insert some bathos into it. It's just, it's part of his character. It's his character trait, even though there was no reason for it. It still worked for, you know, kind of like a calm down period. Yeah. I'll give it that aspect for the film. It is a good character trait to keep 
with him. We've given it some flack in the past episode. <laughs> We've given it a lot of flack in the past episodes. But again, this is probably the third or fourth episode where we have seen the Pinky. little Pinky. And uh-huh. uh, so I'm now changing of hearts that I like it for the sole purpose of character building and character continuity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because we have we have no idea why he's obsessed with him. Yeah, and you there know, is just, no reason. Yeah, there, know, there is no given reason, which is why it's it's silly and it's cool. And now that I'm thinking, it's it's good that they kept to it, and it wasn't like a big slapstick funny moment. That yeah. it, it's good that the, the the stuffed animal did not represent this big supposed fanfare of of laughter from an audience. You know what I mean? There was no Absolutely. one-liner about the unicorn. There was nothing. It just exists there. So that's good. And, now and it was and it was so self-contained with just him and the mm-hmm. audience. So that's why, it, you know, if it would have been somebody else, like let's say it was Diablo watching him pick it up and then he, I don't know, makes a comment or something, that's the kind of stuff that execs kind of think that the audience wants because that's, that's how you make them laugh. And no, it's, that's how you take the film goer out of the the film mm-hmm. like we see him pick it up we know that it means something to him even though it's ridiculous and it makes us smile because he's like some big criminal and he's got this pink unicorn but to overplay that that's what i can appreciate with what ayer did with all of these little character interactions because even with deadshot what does he say right before or right after the the unicorn he walks up to flag and says that's how i cut and run Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like all these char- these little bitty tiny character moments that aren't, they're not so massive to where you, you don't believe, like you truly believe he really wanted to pick up Pinky and you truly believe Deadshot is basically stating a, a fact and a point that like, just because you think I'm a criminal, just because you think I'm a, um, what's it called? A, a hitman that, or no, what does he say? A killer uh, that took his credit card? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because you think that that's what I am, like you also should know that I'm because we're in this together. This is what we do. Yeah. So I don't know. I just those little moments. I think David Ayer did extremely well with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I believe I believe that Deadshot is there to work. I believe that um, you know a lot of them are seeing it as a way out. I believe that mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. I believe that they believe this Suicide Squad is working. I think they yeah. had. I think they also believe that this may be like a one-time thing, and they, yeah. they're going to be good. Yeah, that's what. That's what I love about this film is that no, that's, which that's is hard it. to. Which is I think it's a good point because I'm not interested in the Suicide Squad comic books because at face value it just kind of it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me because it's just it's just that a team that was put together for one mission if they die they die but if they succeed they get you know either a free pass or life or you know time off you know what i mean mm-hmm. taking off their sentence or whatever that at face value is just kind of like it's just flawed in my opinion it's like oh there's it's not there's a catch to it it's just like oh okay so if the if at the end of the book they do end up saving the day are they just going to end up going back to the cells and have to do it tomorrow is there going to be more you know no it, it is that's that's, it, that's how it is and I see mean, i don't want to generalize the entirety of suicide squad <laughs> i'm just not a fan of the books and if someone is a fan and and does that stuff definitely give me hate mail and definitely give me stories <laughs> to read where it doesn't end up with them just going back to bell rev you know well, i do want to see more where the team believes that they are doing either their part, their mission, where they believe that they have the out, where they believe that they have the upper hand, instead of well, Amanda Waller just controlling everything. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what um, I I don't know. Maybe this is me thinking too much ahead, but the way that this Suicide Squad film was, and, and if you haven't read the, the comics, it's not like I'm a Suicide Squad fan back in the 80s. Sorry. Marv Wolf and, and that was before my time. Mm-hmm. But knowing that they developed in this um, in this new DC Rebirth when we had the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, that that little story arc was a very believable arc because you had the Justice League and the Suicide Squad basically started to go toe-in-toe, and, toe and then all of a sudden they had to actually join up together because they all had specific skill sets with each other and had to face a bigger common enemy. And I think if that would have been something that they used for like these characters, I mean, I could see it working. You know, the, yeah. these this cast and crew was so closely like together. Like that's why they they did freaking cast sh- photo shoots. They got tattoos. You know, for San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got you know, all of that stuff. There was a reason probably, maybe, I don't know. There had to be something going on to where they wanted to eventually have this whole universe where they could all cross paths. Mm-hmm. And yeah. seeing the way that David Ayer used and utilized these small character moments, I mean it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a concept. I I like Suicide Squad as far as like I like the new Fifty Two run and I like the concept itself because it really just is like just like in everyday life where they use inmates to help uh, with community service where they're like relief efforts and they put inmates to work. This is that just with metahumans. Like this is instead of you know going to help clear debris and 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 help with fi- forest fires and stuff like that forest fires. yes dude they use <laughs> inmates for, i think those serious? are those you, are fire like, firemen listen listen here about let me tell you about the criminal justice oh, system yeah, it's in in, in america oh, okay. it is slavery yeah. okay it is legalized yeah. slavery true that is exactly what this is what amanda waller is doing it says i can use f- like metahumans because they're in jail, like mm-hmm. I can Correct. use them, and, and so and if if things go wrong, I can I can essentially kill them. Yes, yeah. which exactly. And blame she it also them. does to her other people as well. So that's what. <laughs> that's why it I, works I don't so think, well. Yeah, and I don't think people realize just how much of a villain Amanda Waller is as well. That's the that's her biggest that's her, that's her <laughs> greatest feat is that people underestimate her. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. how Amanda Waller is. That's that's her greatest success is that people underestimate her as just like some black woman who like like just is in the shadows and it's like no that's that's why you fail because you underestimate that and i what i want for a suicide squad uh, you know I, I want that story where the suicide squad you know they they need to realize that they that that i want them to try to fight the system because fight the power yeah by the end of this movie I think flavor flav said that the end of this movie amanda <laughs> waller it, she, she's she stays static, like she, she uh, like I feel like, yeah, the, like she does, like she she still wins, but it was a, just yeah, go back. It's it's like a it, she was like a big sledgehammer hit, but it wasn't like two sledgehammer hits. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like the one bang power move, and that's the one bang power move. Yeah, and then yeah, they rescue she, her. She basically got she couldn't do anything after that. Her hands were tied. Yeah, yeah, and and so I I want to see either the Suicide Squad like try to fight the, her system. And 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 probably at the end, like just get totally like destroyed, where where she proves that the system is here to stay, and it's ugly. It is a monster, and and you guys are 
gonna be in prison for a very long time. Mm. Like, like, uh, like, right. like, a, like a maze situation where they, where, yeah, where they're trying to get out of it, but then in reality, they yeah. just end up. They, yeah. they R. I. P. Slipknot, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yo, man, he tried to do it. Slipknot. Um, no, I know. I and the other thing I was gonna say too is with the sure there there could have been even more character build. I I I think that this film had. I think it still has rewatchability because of mm-hmm. how how it's how it's portrayed and all that. But I think some of the moments that kind of get lost in that is just just how realistic these uh, you know these AKA villains are to each other. I mean, the fact that you have <laughs> Captain Boomerang walking up to Diablo, going, "Oh, <laughs> thanks for the help, man!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the that's exactly what you would, what somebody that truly is like, he doesn't, he's not going to hold his mouth. Like he, this isn't the justice league, you know, like as silly as it sounds like when, when like, for instance, in BVS, you know, let's be fair. Batman really didn't really help towards doomsday. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, he helped a little bit, but he wasn't, that Wonder one Woman grenade did yeah, the one well placed grenade. That one grenade yeah. did a lot yeah. of good. Um, <laughs> hey, I, again, and he is my favorite. Like I, I love it. I'm just saying, he was standing back a little bit, and you know, you you don't you wouldn't see Superman going, "Hey, dude, thanks for the help." Yeah, you know, like no, they just they they they're a team. They're not gonna sit there and try to chastise another person. And what does Boomerang do? He just walks straight up to Diablo, who no, he knows how. You know how powerful a metahuman Diablo is, and he's like, "Dude, thanks. Can't even help us out, man." Yeah, yeah. and even, it's you don't even get like so like the uh, another opposite of that would be um, when Flash had to take a breather, breather right before he uh, saved the uh, the hostages in Russia. Batman had to take him a step back. He was like, "Hey, just save one person, and then you'll figure out." It was like that's a pep talk, dude. That's you're a good guy pep talking another good yeah, guy that's obviously absolutely. having like some weird, you know, second thoughts about the entire situation. You, Which, you didn't get Deadshot going back. And again, you don't get anybody going back to Diablo and say, hey, man, it's OK. Just don't lose your cool. No, you get the yeah. complete opposite. You get people chastising him for it. You get Deadshot later on in the film, basically in his face, screaming at him. Where was your help? What are you doing on this team, dude? Mm-hmm. Like a coach would do. You know mm-hmm. what was? Uh, mm-hmm. we can like call a, it back. Like there a we go. Well, coach. Yeah. Well, I was just and, saying, even even with uh, uh, Rick Flag, whenever he's just talking to them, all of them before they leave, it's the same thing. You know, like, hey, look, dude, you're <laughs> until until we figure all this out, you're my problem. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like th- that's the kind of dynamics that you would see with people that one don't want to be around each other. They don't like being around each other and they're going to pick at each other. They're going to like they're going to try to get into each other's heads because what else are they going to do? Like they're already criminals. They don't have freedom. Mm-hmm. And this is a a prison of freedom, right? Because they can't leave, obviously, because their head will blow off. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, I feel like. Boomerang's basically just saying, like, dude, if, if I'm going to fight, <laughs> then you got to fight. Yeah. Specifically because you're the fire guy. Yeah. 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 And and um, and some of my notes, just to, like, say them briefly, like, the the, the thing with Captain Boomerang picking up Pinky and and, and being worried about the, the, the safety of this stuffed animal is a very <laughs> uh, Central City uh, rogue thing to do where, you know, like, 
yes, they they commit crime, but then the Flash beats them up, and then they're and then they meet back at the bar. At the bar, it's a very hometowny and, and type yeah, feel. It's yeah, a, like yes, he yes he's a he kills people and he and he steals and he commits crime, but there, there's a soft spot to them, and mm-hmm. that's a very rogue thing to do. Where it's like, yeah, the dude likes stuffed animals. <laughs> leave him alone. Um, and so it it, it is as a, a really well placed character. Uh, motif for a rogues gallery uh, of of the Flash, um, but when he goes to talk to Diablo, even though Diablo shows that the potential danger that he could be if he was himself, um, he just simply opens that lighter <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, fire! I'm scared of fire!" Like, yeah. like no, dude, this dude is like literally <laughs> possessed by the devil. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a bad guy. Like, yeah. not a bad guy, but it's like this. this well, yeah, but if you if you look at his mannerisms and all that, that is exactly how his character is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that, he pushes buttons because he doesn't care. He's just whatever, dude. And you know that's that's why I say like these these little character moments are what make this film, at least for me, enjoyable because these are. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a comic book film. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I can. 100% agree that this film has rewatchability because I kid you not, I think uh, my girlfriend and I saw this the weekend it came out and it wasn't like, it didn't blow me away like, like Dawn of Justice did. Um, but I remember that we enjoyed the film. I had, you know, I had enjoyed it and um, I felt like my, my snap take was that this just felt like a live action version of a dc animated film where it was just yeah. kind of it's very simple um i understand it and and the characters are characters like they're mm-hmm. they're stereotypical comic one, one central plot yeah, yeah like it like it feels like a live action dc animated film and how simple it is but like we're driving we're like grocery shopping or something like a week later and this movie is in my head like the entire <laughs> time and i'm just thinking about it and Johnny just like it's really quiet. We're driving, and she goes, "I really want to see that Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad film again." And I go, "Right?" I like I was like, "I do want to see it." Why do I like? I mean, I didn't like fall in love with it, but like, I'm thinking about the soundtrack, and I'm thinking about like the moments in the film, and I'm thinking about Enchantress and how cool she looks, and Incubus and this Diablo thing, and, and I'm just like. I I'm like I do want to see this film again, and it was so weird that she said that while I was and just mm-hmm. thinking about it, like a week later, and so we went and saw it again, and then bought the extended cut, and then got mad about the scenes that <laughs> were missing, and it you know it was weird. So it definitely has rewatchability. Um, but going back to Diablo, um, it it took me a while to to realize that he's actually showing yeah that Diablo monster in, yeah. in the in the flames because. When you see it the first time, you don't see that monster until the end. Yeah, you don't. And you see have no it. idea what it is. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was just. I thought. I think when I saw it in theaters, I think I just thought it was fire. Yeah, like it was. Just <laughs> like, Me too. Like he was just doing a fire wave. Yeah. Um, but now we see it, and we see the face of of his true self in there, and uh, I love that thing. I Diablo's true form scene in this film is one of my favorite parts, just because wow. uh, I'm a big giant monster fan mm-hmm. so anytime uh, and we'll talk about incubus later in, in this week but anytime i see incubus i'm like this guy is cool i wish he stayed around a little I bit wish more. He was bigger oh he does get bigger he does get bigger mm-hmm. and uh i 
I wanted to like Steppenwolf. That's all. I wanted to. But I will defend Doomsday. I, 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 I love Steppenwolf and BVS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah. It looks so cool. I love giant monsters. And, and like, I will. Dawn of Justice is one of those movies where it's like, I, I, I want to watch like a part of it. And then I just. It's three hours go yep. by and yep. I go, oh, I guess I just watched the whole film because <laughs> it gets to doomsday and it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is the cool, one of the coolest moments in cinema is, is seeing the Trinity, seeing Wonder Woman fight doomsday. God damn dude. Oh, yeah. So Sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. No, but it's yeah. PG 13. So we, we oh, I could say, one. I could say that one, one time. Then. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. say it, we get the one, uh, sometimes we it's all two. get the one. Do we all um, get one or it's just one collective. I think it's I just think one collective. It's one collective yeah. in rules, but I'm pretty sure we are really lenient. Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Who cares? It's, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. Show. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But um, this this whole this minute here is like this the this is the standing ovation part where it's like um, kind of like um, like the warehouse scene where it's like it, all, everything happens and and then like Batman like dis dis like just destroys everyone right yeah and then he turns around and and the dude is like impaled on the wall and, mm-hmm. it, and it's like a quiet moment and that w- and that's like and, the and, and the it even has humor in it as well i mean it's yeah. small but he's like when he saves martha and she's like you know he's like hey i'm, I'm a friend of your son's and she's like yeah i figured the cape yeah you know it's Wait, it's kind of jokes? the same thing yeah it's it's the kind of same thing that aver ayer did with you know kind of a little bit of grabbing pinky and yeah this little fire incident or conversation, I mean, it's it's comedy that would be in real life, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not music all of a sudden building up to just drop this one line and then they go back to being in uh, you know fighting again. I mean, it's like it feels organic and earned. That's the yeah. difference. Even the the Harley Quinn like just smashing dead bodies <laughs> is a Harley yeah, Quinn thing it. to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and maybe yeah, deep down, absolutely. She, maybe deep down, she's she's like emptying out anger oh. like maybe she is like maybe it's maybe there's a certain person that she wish she was doing that to <laughs> yeah, and, and and maybe for a moment she snaps out of it and she's like what it's still moving yeah. and like maybe that's the cover-up but it is such a harley quinn thing to do to just i mean you have a baseball bat there's a body you can just just sm- it's a very mm-hmm. gotham thing so well it's, and it's i think it also humor. and i think it also shows a little bit more of an an interesting side of Deadshot because you, you see him in that moment where he is already kind of questioning what it is that he just shot down. Right. And so yeah. he's kind of like, Hey, just don't, you know, he, he already feels bad for having to take out whatever he took out. You know what I mean? Which is, it's different. Cause if he was truly a psychopathic killer, he would have no, he'd have no issues with whatever he just killed. Yeah. But yeah. remember, you know, when you, when we see basically, um, I, I forgot his name, but, um, Eastwood, Oh, the, GQ. I forgot his name. Yeah. When you see him, you know, kind of go up to flag saying, Hey, you know what you said the, 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 uh, the ledger said this, the was terrorist on it. You want to mm-hmm. explain this to me? Yeah. So I feel like not only did he notice it, but so did Deadshot. I mean, Deadshot's looking at it kind of like, you know, did, what were these kind of people? Mm-hmm. And that right there shows you that he's not just a killer. He is truly somebody that, I mean, he's a hit man, but, you know, he, he's not going to do it unless it's, you know, he gets paid to do it or it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's weird that they're in the dark because I, you know, I think that was the first time I had realized 
that GQ and the gang were like in the dark on this because I, I I know when they were bringing the Suicide Squad into Midway City that it was like, oh terrorists they got AK forty sevens, dirty bombs, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine, you can tell, you know. But you kind of assume yeah. that the squad realized you would think you would the squad is probably like, oh, it's it probably is so, something it weird. It is so wrong, yeah. to tell your actual military colleagues You're, yeah, under command that, yeah. that they're going to. They're, that they're not facing that because mm-hmm. when they start to die and when you have to go to their families and say hey they, they died you, like what are you gonna like this could have been prevented had we informed those men that this exists mm-hmm. that there is a giant demon spirit thing going on in midway city mm-hmm. like it is so not right that they're kept in the dark like that but then again that's argus that's amanda waller for you you yeah. know that's 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 Suicide Squad, that's baby. Point. You know, so. Well, that uh, also shows that that also shows you know how how much Rick Flag is also keeping from him because you remember he still hasn't told him about Enchantress and Jin Moon. Mm-hmm. So he's also keeping it a secret as far as whatever's happening because guess what? Once they all find out that he's actually involved with the the female that's pretty much the cause of this whole thing, mm-hmm. how are they all gonna look at him? Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, did you guys ever see uh, Annihilation? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I Bruh, love God. that movie. Phenomenal yeah. movie. I love that movie. But you remember where she's she keeps um, that spoiler alert. She's not married to the husband. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be brief about it. But, you know, and we see that video of him, what he's doing in it. And when you see that shocking video, if she would have told the whole crew that she was with that that was her husband, you really think they would have trusted her from that point? No. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's this shows us that Rick is obviously keeping not only things from the squad but he's keeping things from his personal unit mainly because that's what happens just like Amanda Waller said once I got him and I she's got his heart now I got hers. Yeah, and, and that, it's it's important that Rick Flag is is given that kind of um that that kind of like two-faced mentality but it's like you have to remember that this rick flag is supposed to represent the all-american hero you know like Mm -hmm. yes there's a superman and there are people in america's military that think they are like superman but moments like this show you why superman is superman Mm -hmm. and that people are still flawed and that they're Mm -hmm. still like even though these criminals are criminals even though they kill people like uh rick flag is supposed to be like the all-American hero that, like that you discover, is a little shadier than and then face value. You mm-hmm. know, like that's the point. Well, and it's also a brilliant way to to display that he's really not that different from the squad. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean truly, I mean he's he's got his own motives as well. It's not because he has a suicide or you know a bomb in his neck, but he still has something to where it could really you know, hurt his career, take a lot of things out, ends his relationship with his girl. And, you know, even when he's like, <laughs> I know this is talking a little ahead, but even whenever they keep asking him or somebody asks him, Deadshot asks him about it. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, he, he just brushes it off. Like, oh, whatever, dude, we got a We got a mission that we got to take care of. And so mm-hmm. I, I truly think that the reason why he is displayed this way and why, all of this kind of makes sense in a real world setting is because David Ayer obviously has a military background. He likes to, he likes to display that kind of realistic nature with people that are in command or people that are, you know, almost in a battle 
where it's I feel like it's real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you act, I know if I was involved with Enchantress and she was terrorizing the world, would I say something about it? Uh, probably not. It's a little scary. Now, yeah, not whenever I have people that are under me that, you know, could look at me a little differently or something, you know, just anything that could jeopardize my leadership. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It, mm-hmm. could, it essentially just jeopardizes him and himself and yeah. the way that people see him taking commands. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to admit those things, and that's the hardest part. Um, but this, yeah, it's what it's been already we're two minutes in and it's just an incredible week of minutes um if you guys listening have enjoyed everything you can find us on all social media at dc eu minute and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society to talk about today's minute or any other minute that you're catching up on um don't forget to (laughs) like subscribe rate us on itunes it really helps us out it really helps other people find the show and uh yeah definitely find us on all social media let us know what you thought about today's episode or any minute you're catching up on and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 63 of suicide squad